0: We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, Marie here. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that today's show is brought to you by my free workout guide. I've put together a full week of some of my favorite workouts for building curves, gaining strength, toning up, and just feeling amazing. And I wanna share them with you guys totally free. Hundreds of women have already completed them and they have sent back nothing but rave reviews. So if you're ready to get sculpted and strong, head to mariewold.com slash free guide to grab your copy right now. Again, that's M-A-R-I-E W-O-L-D.com com slash free guide. I know that you're going to love it. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. In today's episode of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we have the honor of getting to know Jordan Cheyenne, who I know you guys are just going to love as much as I do. I'm such a fan of Jordan's positive but super honest approach to business, motherhood, fitness, and pretty much everything else. She is best known for her Boss Babe series on YouTube where she teaches On topics like saving money, improving your credit, using social media to build a business, time management, all of the super valuable lessons that she's learned. And just recently, she also launched her Girl Boss Academy courses where she teaches female entrepreneurs how to grow an organic audience on Instagram and YouTube, as well as how to maximize their influence and income. I love that. At just 27 years old, Jordan is freaking amazing. She's killing it. And she already has so much wisdom and insight to share with us about building her business from the ground up, being an amazing single mom to her adorable son, Christian, and just creating a badass life that's abundant in every single way. So Jordan, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to get to know you and your audience a bit better as well. Yeah, they're going to love you. And you just have such an amazing story. So can we start by hearing all of the details on how you got to where you are today? Where did everything start? What have been some of the obstacles along the way? Don't be shy. You can take the lead here. Okay. Yeah, of course. So I'm 27. I have a little man who's
1: five who is... He is so cute. Thank you so much. Yeah, he's a cutie. So yeah, I make YouTube videos full time. And now I do run my Boss Academy, like you mentioned, which is just basically my video course platform where I teach other female entrepreneurs how to grow their presence on social media, maximize their engagement, turn their audience into customers, and really just utilize social media as a job because I've been so incredibly blessed to be able to be kind of a full-time YouTuber or social media influencer, whatever you want to call it here. For the past few years, I when I actually first started YouTube was about four years ago, a little over four years ago, actually. Most people know me from my very first video, which went viral about my son's birth because he was actually born three months early at only one pound, which is (laughs) super insane. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually told that he wouldn't make it or he would have cerebral palsy and to just Totally prepare for the worst, which is so crazy when you're in your first pregnancy. Yeah, and you're totally thinking everything will go fine. I had no complications, just for whatever reason, my water broke literally three and a half months early. So that was really crazy. I was working two retail jobs at the time, trying to save up because I knew I was going to be a mom. And then all of a sudden, I was told you're on bed rest, you have to completely quit your job. And we're basically going to have to live in the NICU now and kind of see day by day if your son is going to make it. Like he's so tiny. So my son just turned five. So that was a few years back at this point. But there would be a lot of times actually in the NICU where it would close down and even immediate family wasn't allowed in the NICU. And it was definitely like the most emotional and stressful time mentally on me. And I truly needed something to get my mind off that that's actually when I found YouTube. I started watching other girls because I was super into like get ready with me's and makeup and fashion and all that stuff. And YouTube was nothing like it is these days. It was a lot smaller. If you research like the beauty community, there was like a set few girls who were killing it, but there was not like thousands of channels like there is now. So I basically found like my first few favorite girls who I started watching. And then I think it took me like a year and a half until I was like, Oh my God, like I can do what they're doing. Like I was so into their videos, and it's like reality TV, right? Like you want to come back every week and see what they're up to. You get so sucked into it. And I remember my mom telling me, she was like, Why don't you just kind of document like your journey here of like being a single mom and just like literally turn on the camera and be super transparent with people, throw some fashion and fitness and beauty in there and stuff that you're passionate about, but really like, Show another side of, like, you know, kind of a young single mom, like daily vlogs and stuff. So I debated it for so long. And this is what I tell people now when you have the thought of something you're really passionate about and you want to do, like, today is the day. Just go for it. Like, don't wait any longer. So I started filming videos on literally like a $60 camera from Walmart, had no editing program. Like, totally just went for it. And like I said, like YouTube back in the day, it wasn't like people with crazy edited videos that are like movie quality. It was kind of like, you know, everyone was just kind of starting. I slowly organically grew up my audience by being super consistent over the past. I want to say, um, I think I just hit like four years since I opened my channel. So it's, it's definitely taken a really long time, but I'm super, super blessed to say it is such a passion for me, and to now fully be able to call that my job and have that be the number one way that I support my
0: son is like is truly
1: unbelievable. You have
0: such an amazing story, so I'm I'm just pumped that everyone is hearing it as well. And what like have you always had the goal of wanting to educate and empower other women, or was it more so just to like originally document your journey? Pretty
1: soon after my son was born, his father and I broke up. So I knew pretty early on that I needed to find a way to make a living for myself and a living for my son. And my goal has always been to give Christian a better upbringing than I had. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a pretty good one. So for, for me to like outdo that, I was like, okay, I, I really got to grind here and find a way to truly, you know, make a way to support him. And I think at the beginning, really just wanting to document my true, like, genuine, transparent day to day life. I didn't realize that that would in turn inspire other people and that other like young single moms would find my channel and kind of like follow along my journey. You know, at the beginning, I think people are just like, oh, let me open my Instagram to document my own progress. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize that by you sharing your struggles and just being like really raw and honest with people, which I think is a key to growing on social media as well, that in turn inspires people. I find that whenever I put up videos where maybe I'm upset or I'm admitting that I had like a shitty parenting day or I did something wrong in my business. The videos I'm like really nervous to put up where I'm really raw and transparent though, are always the ones that turn out to get the best feedback. And that people are like, holy shit, like, this is why I follow you because you're not afraid to say like, I messed up today. Or just because I have a following or just because I'm making money, like I make mistakes in my business. And like, I think that makes it so much more relatable. So I think just kind of documenting my day-to-day life when I was first starting out my channel. Yes, it was for me because I want to look back on the footage. And I also really want my son as he gets older to look back and kind of see like as he grew up, kind of like where we came from type of thing. Like I filmed my first apartment, my second apartment, my third one, and now I'm in my condo, which is just like my dream place to live. And it'll be so cool one day to just show him like this is where we started. I was working two jobs and doing YouTube on the side and like kind of show him the progression of everything, I think will be really cool as well. But yeah, I think sometimes you post content and you have no idea that it's actually inspiring someone else. And that right there has got to be the best feeling.
0: Absolutely. I have experienced a super similar path. Like I started my fitness Instagram just kind of document what I was going through. And it just grew super organically into like what it is today. So there's just so much power in being transparent and vulnerable and sharing the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's like, that's what people want. They don't want like perfect, perfectly curated feeds about how amazing your life is every single day. Like no one, no one wants that. Everyone wants the realness. Yeah. And I think too, it's so much more relatable
1: to be honest and transparent about what you're going through. So other people feel, you know, that they're not the only one going through that. Because I know for me, when I was first starting to grow up my social media and my Instagram, I can definitely admit I was a little discouraged seeing other people grow quicker than me or seeing their new Range Rovers or them in Bora Bora. And you know, all these girls have crazy six packs and that's how you determine your value as a person. And it's like, Jesus Christ, let me find some accounts where people want to talk about real shit because I would so much rather follow someone who is just willing to be honest about it. And I totally get that it's really hard, like airing your dirty laundry and actually admitting that you messed up on something or that you, you know, made a bad business mistake or whatever it is. No one, you know, wants to necessarily like display, I don't want to say failures because we learn from everything, but I don't know. I definitely find that following those type of people has been most beneficial in my personal development. So to know that I could be that for someone else like is literally incredible.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And of course, it's fun to like follow people with those Instagram perfect lives. It's like, oh, that's goals. But at the same time, it can almost be like a negative influence on your mindset and just like your headspace at times because it's it's discouraging I guess if you're struggling and like that's all you're seeing is people totally thriving and there you are like working through some shit it's just so comforting to have people that are on that same path as you I totally agree. And I think that at this point in my life, I'm really grateful
1: to say I've made so many awesome friends through social media. I think social media can be a really powerful and positive thing if you choose to kind of find that friend circle who's got the same mindset as you. So for people as well who are starting to like grow up their social media following and do collaborations with other people, I think it's really important to find people who have the same goals and are who who are truly willing to lift you up and you know, you guys want each other's business ventures to thrive and That's why I think it's really cool being here on a few different podcasts with other people who I genuinely follow and like support their mission. So, with YouTube and Instagram, it's really cool now to do collaborations because you can kind of help genuinely spread everyone's message and in turn, all of your audience grows. So, if you kind of look at social media like from a different light, if you will, it can be a really positive thing. And that's, I think I've definitely experienced majority of my time on social media being super super positive. I think like pretty much everyone will get some type of hate comment or some type of rude, you know, DM at some point, but I'm so so grateful to say I truly have majority of my audience who's been super supportive since the beginning, which is huge.
0: So, I'm just really grateful for that. So important. And I'm the same way like I all of my close friends now are people that I met on social media, which is Freaking insane. But have you ever like experienced any downsides of being more known because of social media? People like wanting to take advantage of you or like trying to use you or anything like that? I wouldn't say anyone really like use me. I think I'm very, very cautious now
1: whenever I get opportunities for like sponsorships or someone wanting, wanting to sponsor a YouTube video or promote something. I actually, another tip if you're trying to be a YouTuber or just anything in general, always, always have legal advice and someone look over your contracts. Mm -hmm. I think I've missed, I haven't had too many issues there because I've been really clear on my vision for my channel and what I will promote. I'm known to be like super strict on my sponsors. I only do maybe like two a month and it's pretty much like repetitive companies that I truly believe in that are budget friendly. A lot of people know my channel as I usually only recommend drugstore makeup and really affordable stuff. So any type of like high-end brands, like, yeah, I want to try high-end makeup and stuff, but I want to recommend things that I know other single moms and other people who are out there grinding and on a budget can afford. So I don't think I've really necessarily been like screwed over in any way like that, but I've definitely had times where I've shared more transparent stuff just about being a single mom. And I've, you know, had some online hate, which again, I think everyone gets at some point and you really do have to have a thick skin when you're online. You just have to know that those comments will come. For sure. And I think for me... I can totally take the comments of like, oh, I don't like your hair, you're ugly, you're fat. Like, yes, those are mean, but I can kind of let those roll off because I know who I am and like my mission and what I'm promoting. But I think when someone misinterprets my character as a mom or they take something wrong that I said in a video, like regarding my son Mm. or anything like that, where it's like, I hate to admit it, but it does get to you because you know, like your true character, that's something that you don't want people misjudging. And then for someone to leave a comment on your video, which is public for everyone to see, it's like, it is discouraging and you really have to find how to have mental clarity no matter what people say you have to just believe in your mission so much that those comments do not outweigh the mission and the message that you're trying to get across to your audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love how you said that. You just have to get so clear on your why and what what's driving you to show up every day and like be vulnerable. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because I think no matter how popular you are, you're going to get some type of hate regardless. I mean, people who don't even care about you or want anything to do with you at all will literally come on your Instagram and hate for the dumbest reasons. And it's like, you just have to ask yourself, are you going to let that affect your day or your week or get in the way of serving your audience who needs you and who wants the information you have to give? Like I always tell myself, focus on the people who want to be served right now. The people who are taking advantage of the information I'm providing and they're excited about it and they're invested in me and they're invested in my brand, I have to... That's totally has to outweigh any type of like rude comment or negativity, you know, that may
0: come up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just part of being a positive person and practicing having a positive mindset, like just choosing what to focus on and not wasting energy or headspace on the negative people, on the doubters, on the people trying to bring you down. Like, That's such a disservice to the people that are there to support you and learn from you. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Absolutely. So, how does Christian like feel about being in your videos and being on social media because obviously he's a huge part of your content? Yeah, what's that like for him? He actually loves it. So, at the beginning
1: when I started my channel, I was vlogging and doing videos a lot when he was super little, so like whenever he would nap, I would do videos. He obviously had no clue like he that he was online. Now, as he's grown older, people love him in the vlogs. It's so crazy. He's got such a cute little personality. And whenever I post up a vlog with him in it, no comments are even about me. They're just like, girl, your kid is so cute. Like, he needs his own channel. He just got such a bubbly personality. And to really just see him, like, thriving on in real life and on camera and really having, like, no health issues and just being such an amazing kid after everything he went through with his birth is honestly, so cool for me as a mom. I'm so proud of him. And I'm so grateful that just that he's healthy. And he actually really likes being on camera. It's so cute. Now I'll, sometimes I'll do like Instagram live and I'll pull up a phone and he'll be like, mom, we on Instagram? Like he totally knows. And he'll grab the phone sometimes. And I'm kind of thinking about doing his own little channel with like toy reviews or somehow getting him maybe some type of Instagram where he can do little fashion posts. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool as he grows up to be able to tell him like, hey, you made like the money that's in your savings, you earned that, like from doing videos or like, I don't know, maybe getting him into something, but he really likes it. It's super cute. And it's just really fun to be able to vlog and like the fact that he enjoys being on camera makes it so much yeah, more fun. And you guys
0: are just gonna cherish those videos for the rest of y'all's lives. Like it is priceless. I'm sad that things like this didn't exist when we grow up grew up. Like now they're just kind of low quality Home videos of like random stuff. But nowadays, kids have like these curated, like memory videos of their whole lives. Like, that's amazing.
1: I know. I can't wait to show him when he grows up. It's so funny because at Christmas time, with my parents now, we'll watch like old home videos and my dad will like put the cassette in like the player or whatever. And it's like such shit quality, but it's so cute that they were like trying to document everything.
0: Oh yeah, my parents took videos of literally like me sleeping. <laughs> I know. As a mom, it's like you want to just document every little moment. Yeah, that's so cute. And I think he would rock a YouTube channel like and everyone yeah. would watch it. Everyone would totally. Watch it. Even I think so. Your followers would watch it, kids would watch it, he'd be a YouTube star. Yeah, we'll see. So as of now, as of this recording, your YouTube is at like 367,000 subscribers and your Instagram is at 83,000. So you obviously know how to leverage social media, make a living from it, and what really drove you to like share that knowledge and experience with other women? Because I feel like there is kind of an air of competition around this from a lot of people and they like don't want to share their secrets and don't want to like give away what made them successful. So why do you feel so drawn to it? That is so crazy to me.
1: Like I get that from one sense, but in another sense, just no. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. I really, really think what you put out there is what you get back. And for me, as soon as I realized, so about I wasn't making any money off of YouTube. I want to say, honestly, for about two Mm -hmm. years, which no one wants to hear because people want to hear, oh, let me put up a channel and go viral. I'm going to make a full-time living, yada, yada. I can tell you that all day long, but that's not how it goes. It requires consistency and hard work. And for me, like I said, I'm on like year four and a half here. So at the beginning, I was working two retail jobs and then I would come home at night and film some videos while my son was sleeping. Literally go to bed at like midnight or 1 a.m. And as I was like organically growing up my audience the first two years, I started to make just a little bit of money from AdSense, mm-hmm. like not much. I think when I quit my retail job, my AdSense was just barely paying my rent. And I was like right on the border of like, oh shit, like should I quit yeah. my job? Like this might not be enough, but let me dive in, which is like the point where you're scared. But if it's something you love doing, you, at some point you have to just go for it. But yeah, so I quit my job and then. Only really, I think once I started my Girl Boss series about a year and a half ago is when my subscribers reached, I wanna say maybe like 250,000. I was making a little more from AdSense. I had a few consistent sponsors. It was truly what was 100% supporting myself, my son, paying all of my bills. And I was starting to save up some money in my savings. So I was like, okay, this is a real significant job. And if this many people have decided to click the subscribe button and invest in me and my brand, Oh my gosh, like I have got to share this back with other women. Like it's it, it's my duty to literally sh- like how could I not? I'm like there's there's got to be so many other young female entrepreneurs out there who want to grow a social media presence but truly don't know how or don't know the quickest way how and like I have done so much like I guess failure or like trial and error in the first few years that if I had known certain tips and tricks on organic growth and how to properly assess my statistics, my demographics, Oh my gosh, I could have grown so much quicker. So I'm like, I have got to put together something to teach other women this. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that you instantly just wanted to share it with everyone instead of like hiding it and keeping it for yourself. I think like the community over competition thing is so important. Like there's room for all of us at the top. There isn't a limited like amount of abundance to go around. Like we can all be successful. We can all experience abundance. So I I just love that your mindset is all about teaching and like giving back to the people that have supported you. I really think too, for me, kind of finding my like avatar, if you
1: will, I know they use this a lot in business coaching. You really want to ask yourself, who is the person that is watching your content or reading your ebook? You know, put yourself in their shoes. And I think when I first started YouTube, that was me. I was a broke, young, single mom and if I've now kind of found a way here to create this badass life for myself, and I just envision other young moms out there struggling or working two jobs or having a product or a brand that they're so passionate about, but they don't know necessarily how to grow their audience and you know share that product and that brand with the world on a higher scale. If that's something that I've learned, like why not help and teach it back to them? Like, for them to be at home and be able to support their family doing what they love, knowing that's what I've been able to do. I just feel like there's no questions
0: asked. Like you have to share that information. Yeah, absolutely. Like they always say in like business and self-development books that the people that are the most successful and make the most impact on the world are the people that feel like they have a duty and like they are being called to share value with people. And it sounds like you are absolutely that person. Like there's no way you can't be successful because serving people and providing value to women that are in your position is like what's driving everything. Yeah,
1: I always try to remember a quote, what you said reminds me of Denzel Washington. He's he always says, "I'm in the service business." And if you just like sit back and really think about that, that's another huge tip I have on growing on social media is maximizing the free value that you give back to other people in your area of expertise, whether you're fitness or health or beauty or fashion whatever it is. You want to really like in your Instagram captions and in your YouTube videos provide so much value back to people and be a service to them. And in turn as well, if if you're giving them so much free value, when you do come out with an ebook or a course or something that's paid, you've already given this person so much free education that they're so much more likely to support you on something now that's paid. You'll actually have a customer for life there when they say, oh my God, I've been watching her videos for three years. She has taught me so much for free. So now she's got this $15 ebook out. Of course, I'm going to support her and buy it. So, I think like building that relationship with your audience and essentially a, a potential customer so much further ahead of time before you launch something is super, super important as well.
0: So, with social media and making sales and like monetizing everything that you do, it can be super overwhelming, especially when you're just starting out. So, your target audience. I'm sure has so many questions. What are like three key tips for Instagram and YouTube that can just make a big difference in someone's growth and influence? I know we've been talking about it at length, but if we can condense into like three key tips, what would they be?
1: Yeah. So I actually have the same three tips, which apply to YouTube and to Instagram, really any social media growth. And I teach this really heavily in my courses as well. The first one is going to be maximizing free value, which we kind of just went into a little bit, but really on any social media platform, first of all, find your niche, find your area of expertise, what your page is going to be about and what type of value you're going to provide your audience. Mm -hmm. And then day in and day out, provide free value on that topic. So again, Mm -hmm. if it's beauty, health and fitness, whatever it may be, whether it's YouTube. And then the second thing is keeping your engagement high. This is something I've totally pride myself on in the past few years, which I don't see being done enough on YouTube and on Instagram, I truly try to reply to almost every comment on YouTube. It's obviously gotten kind of hard at this point, but especially Mm -hmm. on Instagram only, I mean, around 80,000, I do still get, I would say a good amount of comments and DMs, but I get comments every single day of people saying, I cannot believe you replied. You're the only YouTuber that replies. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, you took time to answer my comment. And that right there is truly what makes your audience, I think, feel that they're in a community and they're in like a real tribe on your page. And it's not just like disengaged following, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So I And I think too, when I follow someone and I really respect them and they take the time to comment back to me, again, it makes me feel like their audience is truly important to them. So again, then they may have me as a potential business customer or someone who's going to truly support what they do because I feel they're a genuine person. Definitely. So I think keeping the engagement high on all of your social media, especially if you're just starting out, it's really easy to reply to every comment if you don't get too many. So I think just really remembering that that's really, really important and like putting people first essentially. And then the third is consistency. So on YouTube at the beginning when my son was like napping a lot and he was an infant, I would upload like three to four times a week, which I totally understand is a lot. And a lot of people first starting YouTube, like they have other jobs and they're just doing this on the side. But I truly feel that the more time and effort that you put in and the more consistent you are, the quicker you will grow. Whatever you can commit to, if it is you know, maybe your third job or just your thing on the side, even if you upload once a week, but it's the same time and it's the same day. And as long as your audience knows, like I said, kind of going back to where your audience feels like your channel is literally like a TV show and they kind of want to know when to come back for the next episode. I feel like being really consistent on your upload days and your upload times for myself as well. There's YouTubers who I follow who I'm just like obsessed with. And I always want to know like when they're going to upload and if they have a consistent day and time, it's really cool because I can, you know, go to the gym, hop on the treadmill. I know that person's got a new video. Yeah. So I think being really consistent on your upload schedule and treating, if you want social media to be your job, you have to treat it as so you can't treat it as a hobby. If it's really something you want to excel in and make revenue, which Some people are scared to say, but I mean, obviously you want to do something you're passionate about, but at the same time, we all want to support ourselves. We all want to create an incredible life. And if you, I think the more value you provide people, the more income will come your way. So I think all three of those kind of tied together. I know it's a big time investment, but you got to look at it. Like you want this to be your job and
0: you, you have to put in the work. Absolutely. Like you don't decide you want to be like, working at the New York Stock Exchange and then just like walk in. You know, you go to school for finance and you have an internship and like any sort of like Long successful career starts with like that investment phase where you just have to grind and like accept that it's not going to be super lucrative or super fun. I mean, it should be fun if you're doing what you love, but there is a point of discomfort because you're not getting paid what you're worth yet. You're not reaping the benefits of what you're putting in quite yet, but it's an investment
1: totally and i think another thing too i know this this would be like a tip 4 but something that i found super important in my own youtube journey you really have to ask yourself if you're willing to learn new tasks mm. and like for me i was someone who was really not good at technology at the beginning but i didn't have the funds to pay someone to edit my videos or to teach me how to properly use an expensive dslr camera mm-hmm. so i had weeks and months there where i taught myself all of the editing programs and you know, as much about technology that I could to where I could really have higher quality videos. And I think, like you said, it's kind of sad to say now don't like necessarily fall into the competition where your videos have to be like movie quality or anything. But with YouTube, just, it's just a fact. There's so many more people out there doing YouTube now. And a lot of videos are high quality. So if you can learn at a pretty quick pace, how to make your video as good as possible. Not, you know, you don't have to invest a million dollars or anything, but yeah, if you're willing to kind of learn like iMovie or Final Cut Pro or what music to put in there as quick as possible and you don't have to outsource that yet when you don't have the budget for it.
0: Again, it's a time investment for you, but it's like, how seriously do you want to take this job? Absolutely. I feel like so much of being an entrepreneur in any field, I mean, especially YouTube, but really any field, like you kind of have to learn how to be a jack of all trades and just figure shit out. Like no one's going to be there holding your hand and teaching you every step of the way, especially if you can't afford like a business mentor or something like that. But like the Girl Boss Academy is so incredible for that because there are so many things that you don't realize when you're like, I'm going to start social media. There are so many things like just from filming, to editing, to uploading, to making thumbnails, replying to comments, like analytics. Like you said, there are just so many aspects that learning on your own takes forever, but you just kind of have to like swallow that pill and accept that it's going to be labor intensive.
1: Totally. And that's what I tried to really condense down in my courses. So I have an Instagram Academy and then I also have one for YouTube, but on the YouTube one, there's actually 16 video trainings along with three eBooks. And then every video training has its own PDF as well. I've had comments of like, just make a video on how to excel on YouTube. And I'm like, do you understand how much information and how many like subcategories we're talking about here? Like people who don't actually do it as a job truly just have no idea the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes and just everything to get set up. As I was kind of creating these courses, I was thinking when I was first starting out and I had no knowledge on any of this, what did I struggle with? And i try to like put myself in their shoes. Like what did I need at that time? What kind of guide or easy to follow through like chronological program would have benefited me so I could grow say three times as fast. So I try to put together something really budget friendly, yet that's easy to follow, yeah to just where you can grow at the quickest rate possible and again provide your audience value and gosh just learn absolutely everything about supporting yourself on social media
0: that's just such a like needed thing right now i feel like when i was starting out i was trying to piece together like Blog posts and other YouTube videos and stuff, just trying to learn little things here and there and trying to mishmash them all together. But if I would have had just one mentor, one person teaching me how to be successful, like that would have just made my life so much easier. I know. I totally feel that way too. It's crazy. And I I have made like certain
1: YouTube videos on like one topic kind of here and there. That's basically what my entire Girl Boss series is about. So I have a few videos on like saving money. And a lot of people know me for having a really bad credit score a few years ago, but it's okay. Again, transparency for the win. So I like made a video how I got that better, how I saved money. And then within my girl boss series, kind of as I was gaining an organic audience on YouTube and Instagram, I started implementing more Girlboss videos about supporting yourself on social media. And then those got a lot of traction. And then when that kind of wasn't enough, I'm like, wait, like, I'm totally onto something. I, I need to make some academy courses about this because the demand is just, I mean, everyone will DM me and say, oh, I want to make a living on Instagram. I have this great product. I need to grow my audience. How the heck do I do this? How do I make an ebook? Like, there's so much value to give people there. And I think for the people who are ready to invest in themselves and in their brand,
0: it would be so much of a worth it investment. Definitely. So obviously, you stay super busy creating content, supporting your students and all of that. So that's super impressive. How do you balance your career and everything with being a mom as well as not forgetting to take care of yourself? How does that go? Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, it's so funny. Again, full transparency. So lately, I have been you know, a bit overwhelmed. I would say this is definitely the point in my career where I feel or like revenue wise and like the size of my audience, definitely the most successful I've been, which I am absolutely incredibly grateful for. But at the same time with that comes a lot of issues, obviously. So I have my son full time. My mom does help out a little bit. And then here within the past, like two, three months, I've been blessed enough to finally hire a nanny. Mm So I actually do have help with him, like two to three times a week, and then he does go to preschool. So for me, I really have to have a set plan every single day and literally block out per hour time increments what I'm going to get done that mm-hmm. day. Otherwise, shit just hits yep. the fan because if I if I don't like pre plan exactly what I have to film when I have to edit, it gets super overwhelming. Yep. And something you and I were kind of chatting about before as well is I've actually outsourced to have help with customer service with my Girl Boss Academy. And I think really delegating tasks off that are not necessarily like fun for me, like the kind of customer service and like billing stuff and things that I am able to pay someone to get help Mm -hmm. with. I'm actually able to have more time to be there for my son, which no amount of money can like compensate for that. So I think just being super... Just really thankful that I'm at the point in business where I'm able to hire some help. And then Monday through Friday, really just waking up and using my time really efficiently is key because, yeah, I've got two. He has school, but I try to upload two to three YouTube videos a week. I'm also in the Facebook group for my Academy Girls. And then I upload two new video modules in my Instagram course and in my YouTube course every week. And then I have like one or two things that I'm kind of trying to to launch here in the next few months um, in my business as well. It's obviously super fun, you know, because when you do something you're truly passionate about, it doesn't necessarily feel like a job all the Mm -hmm. time. But with the growth definitely comes, you know, a lot more time that you need to invest in like customer service and billing stuff and like graphics and editing. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely like a full, full life encompassing job, if you will. But yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, unless you're a content creator, like it's hard to wrap your mind around how much time and effort doing all of that stuff is but that's like a freaking impressive like weekly rotation that you have going so kudos to you i'm sure your time management skills are on point that is something that i definitely need to work on it's gotten better but like i Obviously, I was in school my whole life, and then basically straight out of college, like I started working for myself. So I went from having all the structure, like planned class schedules, and I was in sports too. So my coaches would give me schedules, and I would have set exams and homework and like study groups and stuff like that. And then as soon as I graduated, there was no structure. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: You have to like discipline yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure that people, even if they're not trying to like become an entrepreneur, just still really appreciate your stuff about budgeting and credit scores and time management and stuff like that, because that's the shit that they don't teach you in school that they totally should. Oh my God,
1: exactly. All this math and chemistry stuff that I learned, it's like Honestly, where the heck am I going to use that in my real life? Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like, (laughs) Literally, like, God, they totally need to have some type of real finance or how to do your taxes, some type of like beneficial school class that gets implemented.
0: I totally feel that pain. So switching gears for a second, I have been watching you kill it in the gym on Instagram stories and on your YouTube, like your shred series is killing it. So I just want to hear a little bit more on like what got you into fitness, what your goals are, just a little more about that side of your life.
1: Yeah. So like I said, my YouTube kind of focuses, I've got like two major themes. So we have the girl boss and then I have a good portion of my audience who's there for the fitness content. I started documenting my weight loss progress probably like two or three years ago. Growing up, I was just always, I would never say obese or I never was like on the risk of diabetes or anything, but I was totally always the overweight friend or like the chubby one in the group. And it, I really went through this pretty hard time mentally struggling you know, with binge eating and determining my self-worth based on how I looked. And I wouldn't go to social events. I wouldn't want to go out and meet anyone to possibly date, like, you know, the way your body looks at times, unfortunately, can be really debilitating on your whole life. So I think one of my first fitness videos was, again, another like raw chit chat of me just being transparent when I was having a really shitty night. And it was in the middle of really trying to overcome the binge eating. And I got so many comments of people like, because at that time, it wasn't too, I guess, widely talked about on YouTube. And I was so not expecting all the comments of like, Oh my God, I struggle with binge eating too. And like, I struggle with all these mental issues around like body dysmorphia. So I realized that sharing, I was always kind of a little nervous to start like a fitness series on my channel. Cause I was, had never had a six pack had never been like lean, but then I realized that people wanted to start following someone's journey who they could relate to, or they had like a similar body type too. So at this point, I think I've lost around 35 pounds from my absolute heaviest But I'm definitely going for another like 20, 25 ish to find a weight that's truly maintainable for me. So my weight loss journey has definitely been slow and steady, really just trying to find out like what I can maintain for life. I'm with a coach right now who truly, truly, I feel like has my best interest at heart. And it has been such a blessing for me in really overcoming those mental battles. So I am currently doing the macro route. I'm not like extremely strict on it, but it has personally just helped give me a better guide of like what portion sizing is. And like, that's just what I found works best for me. And it's a little bit more flexible than obviously a regular like bro meal plan. So it's something that I think is sustainable. But yeah, now that I've kind of lost a good chunk of that beginning weight to when I was like really overweight, now I really am trying to like tone up. So I think that people... Have just found that fitness series on my channel something like really fun to follow, especially like leading into summer. I'm gonna continue doing all the fitness and like weight loss and health stuff on my page, as well as the girl boss stuff, because I definitely do still wanna cater to both audiences. And both are such a big part of my life, anyways. So it's something like totally organic and genuine that I can film every day because going to the gym is just what I, it's just included in my daily routine now. So,
0: yeah I love it, yeah and I love that you are coming from like a perspective of a normal person. like no one is really born with like fitness model genes. Well, the lucky few are, but for girls like you and I, we have to work hard to like be toned and feel healthy and like be fit and so people love to see realistic body tapes they love to see people with. Like realistic routines, having realistic schedules. And there needs to be more of that on social media. Like With the rise of the fitspo, I feel like there's just so much that's not necessarily maintainable, not necessarily sustainable or realistic for women that are working or women that are overweight and just want to be healthier. Not everyone is a size two and has a six pack. So I love that you are just embracing your fitness journey and like not afraid to share it, even though you don't feel like you've made it yet. Like you're sharing the process and that's what I love.
1: Yeah. I think sharing as you're on the journey, you know, not having that like destination happiness as they call it. Like, oh, I'll be happy when I'm a size two or when I've got a six pack. But I don't know. I think for other girls who I follow, when they share like their genuine journey as well as they're on the journey before they've hit that goal is what I find that I relate to the most and I truly enjoy following those people as well.
0: I love it. So I feel like this is one of those questions where everyone wants to know, but few people will ask. I'm sure plenty of people have commented, but I'm going to be that person. Are you currently dating? What's that whole world like? You're so focused on everything else, Christian, your business. I know. Uh, I hate to say it, but like, I am so not focused on a man right now.
1: Here's the thing. So I'm super, I feel like people, I do like relationship chit chats on my YouTube as well. And everyone knows me as someone who's like got this whole list of like what they want in a partner. I feel like I'm super strict on what I do want in my life, especially with having my son. I'm very, very set on having someone who is mature and respectful and has goals and who's driven. And Yeah, I do get the occasional comment of like, you're asking for too much or that's bitchy. But you know what? I feel like at this point in my life, the amount that I've matured as a woman, every single thing that I'm asking for from my future partner, I am also willing to give that person. Like, I am willing to give them, you know, the time investment and the respect and the maturity that I also want into my own life. And I think what we put out is what we get back. So, at the current moment, I'm not dating anyone. I will go out and go on a date with someone and like get to know them if I truly think that there's long-term potential there. I have absolutely zero desire to just go out on the weekends and do whatever because my son is now getting older. All I've ever wanted from the beginning is a stable father figure for him. So, I do not want to introduce him to anyone like, ever, unless it's, like, we're going to be together long-term and or get married. Again, which I feel like sounds, like, strict, but I'm just – I'm so focused on what I want. And, yeah, he – Christian never really, like, asked for a dad or, like, cared much growing up because it's always just been me and him, and my family has given him so much love, which I'm so thankful for. So he never really felt like anything was, like, I guess missing. But just as he's gotten older and, like, he's watching TV shows now and, like, other dads will pick up their kids from preschool, it really does – You know, weigh on me because I know that I left a situation that wasn't ultimately going to be the absolute best for him. But at his age, he can't mentally grasp that yet. On Easter, he actually asked, he was like, oh, is my dad coming today? Or like, when's my dad coming? And I wanted to just like break down and cry. And I was just like, Christian, your dad is coming at the perfect time. Like he is so amazing and he's going to love you so much. And it's going to be so worth this wait but telling a 5 year old that it's like he's like oh okay mom but it's like so hard because i know when he grows up he'll he'll see that i built my business and i supported him and i like did all of this for him but obviously a toddler can't really grasp that yet so i am hoping that because i'm not entertaining like the bs and like you know the guys who aren't serious that by being strict on what I want, I'm hoping that pretty soon here I will attract the exact you know right partner who's really going to be for life.
0: Yeah, I I have no doubt that that person is out there. Like you've been working so hard on yourself and your success, and like there has to be men out there that are doing the same thing. So I'm I'm excited to meet him once that happens. And Christian's going to be so blessed to have two like amazing parents. So I I just really respect the route that you're taking. And I love that you're just putting your family and your business first. So go girl. I just had to ask. I feel like a lot of people are probably curious.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. (laughs) I do. I have this series on my channel called tea time and it's just like a Q and a and all the time it's like, girl, who are you dating now? (laughs) Are you dating anyone? And sometimes I will go out or like go have a drink with someone. If, you know, it's someone I could like see potential in, but I don't know, man. I feel like my gut will just know when I'm out with someone, if it's real and if it's genuine. And I feel like so many people these days, especially with social media, they'll see pictures of girls they think are pretty or like, oh, that girl's hot.
0: Like, let me just hit it up for the weekend. And it's like, come on. So we'll see. You'll totally know. Once you find your person, you feel like you've just known them forever. And like your souls just like fit together. I don't know how to explain it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay, so final question. Since this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we've got to know what's one big goal that you're currently grinding for and then what's one thing that you are hugely grateful for.
1: Hmm. I would say a first goal that I definitely have this year is hitting half a million subscribers. I think that would be amazing. Not necessarily like for that specific number, like yes, that can't lie, like that will be just to know that I've had an impact on that many people would just be so incredibly fulfilling. And then I mean, obviously, I'm super grateful for my son, just with everything, with all the health complications he had, the fact that he is absolutely perfect right now health-wise. And like, there's no words for that. He's always the first thing I'm grateful for. But I would say, too, just kind of tying in with the podcast and business and stuff, just having not the amount of subscribers or like followers that I have, but having a true audience where I feel like they're genuinely supportive of anything I do and supportive of Christian, like having... A real community and tribe who's invested not only in you or your product or your brand, but in your son. I can't even explain that. Like when Christian gets sick or just anything, the amount of people that reach out and have a genuine interest, I feel like nothing can top that. So I feel like kind of the way that you approach your business growth or your Instagram or YouTube growth, really approaching it from a place of getting people really invested in you as a person has been really key. And yeah, just having an this audience now that I feel is truly supportive and just so so positive. Like I wouldn't
0: trade it for anything. Like I'm doing my dream job. So absolutely. I love I love that. I it's so common to see people that kind of take that position for granted nowadays, just because it is more common to be like an influencer as a career. And I just love to see people that are so so grateful for that opportunity because it is an opportunity that so many people would just appreciate the crab out of and I love that you do totally and it's another thing
1: too that like not to make this too long but your social media like career as you say could be taken away from you like that like we don't own Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Those are all platforms that are owned by someone else. The algorithms are always changing. The like the rules and regulations are always changing. That's why having your own brand and your own mailing list and your own website is so important because that's something that you own. So if you're banking all of your success or all of your savings on social media as well, I think that's just just to kind of like tie in another tip to go off of, make sure you branch out and really make your own brand. Because I think that's super, super
0: important. Yeah, you can't live and die for a specific platform. Like there has to be more than that. Well, so much value, so many great tips from you. And there is even more on all of your social media. So where can everyone find you? So if you just go on YouTube and just search Jordan
1: Cheyenne or it's just youtube.com backslash Jordan Cheyenne. And on Instagram, it's so funny. It's JJ Wheezy, which everyone, everyone calls me that. I don't know. Like going back to you at the beginning, I never thought it would truly be like my full time job. So I'm like, ah, oh, this will be cute. And then now, of course, Jordan Cheyenne is taken. So you could find me on the gram at JJ Wheezy. and then actually, yeah, on my Instagram, I have links to all of my Girl Boss Academy courses and my Girl Boss series, and any way whatsoever that I'm able
0: to serve you, you can find through my Instagram page. Amazing. Everyone, you need to check Jordan out. She has so much to offer. And even if you're not interested in growing a social media brand or anything like that, she's just freaking fun and her son, Christian, is adorable. So be sure to give her a follow, send her some love and let her know that you came from the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. So thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I loved having you. We'll be texting. I love having you as a friend and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we are able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave the show review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you. So your feedback matters. Plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind to be grateful, my friends.